Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. In terms of pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure that we have got the ball by ball rights, Albie. Albie has texted and say, are you sure it's official ball by ball commentary of cricket by SENZ? I think I heard Ricardo mention you don't technically have the rights, so it will sort of be a watch along and talk. I may have heard it wrong. Anyway, we'll be listening. Now, John, you've got an update on that. I certainly do, Smithy, and thanks, Albie, for the text. Um, We love interacting with our listeners, and we do have ball by ball. I've just called upstairs, literally upstairs, where our operations manager, B-Man, sits, and I gave him a call. I was like, B-Man, surely we've got ball by ball, and he said, Yes, yes, John Day, we do. And so I can say that to you now, Smithy, and to all our listeners, from 9.30 tonight, we will have ball-by-ball commentary of the Black Caps against Pakistan in an ODI series, Smithy, that doesn't really mean a hell of a lot, but great to have some more experience, I guess, for some of our cricketers who don't normally get a shot, and some of them are just starting out, guys like Ruchin, Ravindra and Finn Allen. Oh, no, it's hugely important for them. Uh, and they will not uh, take anything out of the fact that uh, it means nothing in terms of the stats going forward to the next World Cup. One of the reasons of not, of course, John, it isn't, is because there is no DRS, uh, local umpires, etc. Uh, so uh, New Zealand have said, well, without that system, how can we uh, make it uh, count when all the other games around the world will be, pu- will be played under that system? So uh, I can understand that. Uh, it's a bit of a shame, really, because I, I, I think when you, you spend so much money, you make such a commitment. Every game you play should mean something. Uh, and so I, I really I, I kind of feel it's a, a little bit hollow. But having said that, I do understand where they're coming from uh, on that one. Hugely important for those young guys. Really is. Uh, to come up against the Pakistan side. And it's historical, this series as well. Let's not forget, we touched on it earlier in the week, how long it's been. Uh, and it would be huge if they were to, able to get some victories because it is almost impossible. It has been over the years for New Zealand sides to pick up victories on Pakistan soil. It's been a while, so uh, but none of these guys were there last time around when it, um, you know, when it came to the crunch, and it was a crunch. Uh, uh, so they're, they're going there fresh. They haven't got playing memories over there. Uh, but I can tell you uh, from uh, back in the 80s, or 70s actually, 70s through the 80s, all the way through, it is one country... That has been very, very tough for us to go to, very tough for us to beat. Not forgetting, of course, when they come here, they also were a thorn in our side. Uh, 1992 World Cup final, it was Pakistan that knocked us out uh, when everything looked to be going so well. But uh, they have always been tough for us. Pakistan cricket side is not like the Bangladesh cricket side. Uh, This cricket side have a very good pace attack, very good pace attack. They thrive on pace bowling. They know how to swing it. They're very, very good at white ball cricket in terms of line and length and bowling at the death. They're heady cricketers. And on top of that, they have one of the, you know, the most potent batting lineups in the world, particularly in their own conditions. This will be the challenge of all challenges. So for that reason, uh, I find it extremely important for the side to do well uh, and to get something out of it, get some confidence out of it. But if I was a betting man, I uh, be, wouldn't be chucking a whole heap on New Zealand first up. 
Not first up tonight, John. Yeah, fair enough too. I'll, yeah, that getting used to the conditions. It's going to be so different from Bangladesh, isn't it? When we saw, you know, uh, six runs and over in a T20 was a great score. Like getting a runner ball in Bangladesh was a great score. So from your memory, Smithy, Royal Pindi, I think they're playing tonight. So mm-hmm. what are conditions like in Pakistan? What kind of score are we thinking for a 50-over match? Played in Royal Pindi uh, a long time ago, John. I think 1984 played in Royal Pindi. And I'm just trying to think who the uh, president of Pakistan was at the time. Um, and it'll come to me very shortly. But he came to the ground. He came to the ground. Uh, and, of course, um, we had to stop the game. Uh, we had to stop the game because uh, he's more important than cricket over there. And uh, we stopped the game sort of halfway through. And it was General. General Zeal Ohak. General Zeal Ohak. Uh, he since died. He was blown up in a plane uh, in a terrorist attack. So... Um, wasn't a good omen meeting us but uh, having said that he, here's the thing uh, he, he came to the ground and he was he, he had eyes his eyes ghostly eyes looked straight into you and it was a two-handed handshake one of those where he grabbed your hand with both hands two-handed looked straight in your eyes man it was scary it was frightening so uh, a very powerful man uh, but a very volatile country in, in that respect so I have played in Raupundi getting back to that point and we didn't win uh, we never did uh, during that tour or subsequent ones either. Uh, but, it, uh, of course, Royal Pindi is the home of Shab Akhtar, the Royal Pindi Express. And that tells you that uh, there'll be some pace in the wicket if it's true to form. Yeah, I hope Colin de Gronholm finds it more to his liking because his style of play doesn't work in Bangladesh conditions, does it? So we're expecting him to get another chance without his mullet this time at number six. Can Colin de Gronholm come good? Can he come good, Smithy? Well, he actually plays pretty well against Pakistan. Remember when he first came into the New Zealand Test side, they gave him the ball, he got six wickets, and then he got runs against them as well. He had a heck of a series there, and that was the making of Colin de Gronholm. So if he can draw on that, if his memory is good enough to go that far back, he can say, yeah, well, at least I've got confidence against this side, not in Pakistan conditions. But it's very important for him this because there are some very, very handy all-rounders developing around New Zealand cricket. And I've got huge respect for Daryl Mitchell. Every time Daryl Mitchell has been given an opportunity, he has basically delivered. He has basically come up with the goods and done the job that Gavin Larson, uh, Gary Stead, and whoever's been captain have asked for. He's a, he's a go-to guy. He's a dollars and cents cricketer for me. Uh, and Colin de Gronholm at the moment is far from that. So if they do give him the opportunity... Um, then he should grab it. He really has to grab it. No excuse about turning wickets and, and exploding spinning conditions. Uh, he's going to find have to find a way in a, a form of the game which he's been pretty good at uh, to come good. Make or break for Colin de Gronholm, I feel. Yeah, absolutely agree. And Tom Blundell's got injured, so Daryl Mitchell is coming into the side. He's not available for tonight, has to do his quarantine, but will be available for game two and three. So there's that pressure as well on CDG, knowing that Daryl Mitchell's now in the squad, and if he doesn't perform, he can be dropped now. So there's that added pressure. Yeah, and the other thing about uh, Tom Blundell, of course, is uh, looking further down the track, uh, is that he he will be our test wicketkeeper. And we've got a couple of very important test matches against India coming up before the end of the year too. Uh, they've been hanging out there. Ross Taylor has been waiting for that opportunity, not going on any of this white ball stuff. Uh, so he will be in there. And so they have to be very careful here with Tom Blundell because my understanding is it's a quadricep injury. Now, you think about the quadricep part of the leg. You think about the role of a wicketkeeper. The quadricep is massively important. You have any issues at all about your quadricep, it affects the way you stand, uh, the way you spring off your feet, 
and it's so it's so integral into the way that you your technique is with the gloves. So they have to be very careful about him. Uh, he has to stay around the group. They're saying he might be available. I wouldn't be mucking around with Tom Blundell. He now is a very important commodity to New Zealand Test cricket in particular. Uh, he has to stay around the group, of course, because he can't come home. They have designated MIQ spots, and the All Blacks might run into this as well. We alluded to it earlier in the week, is that uh, you know that he can't come home because there's not an MIQ spot available to him, I don't think, anyway. So he'll stay around. He'll get treatment from the physio, etc., within the group. So they'll be able to monitor his progress. Uh, but they don't want to muck around with uh, Tom Blundell, uh, no. for me anyway. No, no, great call. And you'd know as well. Um, Verrick Coley's an interesting one, Smithy. Um, <clears throat> giving up a little bit of power with the Indian cricket team. Not uh, going to be the T20 captain after this next World Cup. And this is something maybe we've talked about in New Zealand cricket as well. Uh, is the burden too much for Kane Williamson? Will he have to give up one of the forms of the game? So Verrick Coley's doing it. I mean, if he's doing it, Smithy, then anyone can. I'd like to talk to Mike Hessen about that. We maybe will next week about because he's also captain, of course, of Royal Challengers Bangalore, uh, and he's got a huge responsibility there on the back of a massive paycheck. Uh, this is interesting for me because we all know how important to India T20 cricket is, and for them to be the world champions would be very, very good. They missed out on uh, the World Test Championship, of course. They might kicked out of the semi-finals by us in the 50-over form of the game. So the, all of a sudden, uh, the emphasis goes on this one here for them to win it. Now, did we not say the other day uh, there was an interesting development within the squad and uh, that MS Dhoni has been brought into the squad as like a mentor for the T20 World Cup squad? And at the time, did we not say that might prove a, a little difficult for uh, Virat Kohli uh, to absolutely command the dressing room with the presence of M.S. Dhoni in it. Maybe uh, the Indian Cricket Board or the selectors or whatever had Virat Kohli in mind to leave, the, leave that job anyway. Is this really Virat Kohli's choice to stand down? Or did they know that and they threw with a, a, a younger captain, a newer captain, they threw M.S. Dhoni in alongside him? Is that, is that skullduggery? Am I, uh, am I raking some proverbial muck here? Jeez, the BCCI will be on to you, Smithy. They'll be on to you, mate. Don't be muck raking about Indian cricket. You know who wins in the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, India win. Of course they win in the end. Um, but they, they need to win on the field, John, and they, uh, at the moment. And, and Coley has said this. Considering my immense workload, and you cannot deny this, considering my immense workload over the last eight to nine years, playing all three formats and captaining regularly, for the last five to six years, years, I feel I need to give myself space to be fully ready to lead the Indian team in test and one-day international cricket. Uh, that was what he posted on Twitter. So he's basically saying, it was my call, and uh, India, the Indian Cricket Board will let him say that anyway. They'll give him that grace. They don't want to upset him because still, uh, as, a, as a cricketing asset, he is, he's the kingpin. It's, 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 so much of it re- revolves around, here, around him as well. So uh, we have to... Uh, we have to um, respect his judgment, but I do, I, I do but then I, I look behind the scenes because there's always something murmuring there. Yeah, and Emma Stoney's the godfather of Indian cricket, and when he comes in, surely he holds more sway. They just love him, the public over there. We've had an interesting text, Smithy. The stats of coach Bob Carter don't read well with the White Ferns. Well, Heidi Tiffins didn't either before him, uh, and she was ousted. Bob Carter's come in, same results overnight. They lost by 30 runs. That was made to look probably better than it actually was because Leah Tahuhu at the tail end smacked 25 off 14 balls but 
They were well beaten by England in the first ODI last night, Smithy. And the White Ferns, we want them to get better. We're desperate for the Home World Cup. Is Bob Carter the right guy? Is there an easy fix? Do you keep on changing coaches? How do you fix the White Ferns? Yeah, well, that was interesting, that last partnership, because a wife and wife partnership, a spousal partnership uh, on the cricket field, because uh, uh, Amy Satterthwaite, of course, and Leah Tuhuhu are, mari- are married, and, and uh, they've got a baby, uh, which is great. Um, but, yeah, they were together, and it's a very rare occurrence, obviously, uh, in the world of sport, to be fair. Um, yeah, look, they have to be better. They, they have to be better, uh, but they, uh, they have to find it. They have to find more depth somehow in this. At least they should find depth. They should find depth by the cricket that they've been gifted here to play. Not many sides are overseas playing at the moment. They can. And so this is a, a real opportunity for them to do better. Yes, he will be, he'll be scratching his head a bit, Bob Carter, because he's tried a lot. He's tried a lot of combinations, and they haven't quite worked. Uh, he's got to be asking himself, am I doing things right? Have I got the right people around me? Um, have, I, have I really, um, you know, do I give our, our girls the best chance of winning? And that's what a coach always has to say. Am I giving them, when they walk across the white line, have I prepared them well enough to go out and win? If he can look in the mirror and say, yes, I am, I'm doing that on a daily basis, then, of course, uh, he's got to look at the, the calibre of player that we've got and are they just not good enough to match it with those top two or three sides around the world. Every day uh, we, look, uh, we ask a question about this. Uh, every day and every night we, we come up with an answer at the moment. Uh, it's fair to say that Bob Carter and the White Ferns have not been able to come up with the answer.